It's Friday. It's the Friday before the Monday of the Iowa caucuses, and it's the Zogby Report, Real and Unscripted, where we're going to take a look at a few different things today, but we're going to start with the Iowa caucuses. Uh, they've been history-making now for over 50 years. Sometimes they're uninteresting. This year they could produce some enormous surprises, and if they do, we want to be on, on top of them. How you doing, Jer? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing okay. A little bit of a cough, so I may uh, mute myself uh, after I talk, never while I'm talking. But uh, so let's, uh, first of all, we live in upstate New York, right? And we know cold uh, very well, but oh, yeah. there is nothing like 40 below uh, wind chill in Iowa. It's like the all the winds have their convention in uh, January. And that's uh, one of the important factors that we're going to be looking for on Monday. It's expected to be 40 below during the Iowa caucuses. So folks have to be really committed to get out there, leave their homes, and go to fire stations, schools, gymnasiums, uh, you know, et cetera. Um, it's a relatively handful of folks, you know, ultimately on the Republican side, 120 to 140,000 people show up. And it's uh, very much a, a public gathering. So uh, folks just don't go into a, a booth and vote. They stand up and um, go into separate corners uh, to caucus with, uh, with uh, their preferred uh, candidate option. And so there's a lot of it play here. Uh, neighbors saying to neighbors, you're actually going to go over there. Look at all the rest of us. We're over here. Isn't that a little crazy? And then once they vote, if their candidate doesn't get a certain threshold, I believe it's 10%, then um, that less than 10% for that candidate can begin to regroup somewhere else. And so there's a lot of dynamics here that are involved. I'm going to suggest to you that Iowa could be stunning this year. Uh, there are two polls out in the last days. One has Donald Trump leading Nikki Haley 52 to 20 to 13 for uh, Ron DeSantis. The other has Trump leading 54 to 20 to 13 for Ron DeSantis. That 20 is for Nikki Haley. So why am I thinking that that's stunning? Well, it does show, first and foremost, that uh, Nikki Haley has gained to 20 and that there's some momentum um, possibly indicating that she could end up in the 20s or even in the 30s because some candidates, as you know, fall by the wayside, lesser candidates, Vivek Ramaswamy and, and uh, uh, well, Chris Christie uh, and, and so on. Chris Christie, of course, has dropped out. The other reason why it's interesting is because Donald Trump is very close to 50%. And press is going to look at that threshold. And if for some reason that downward momentum, Trump ends up with less 
not only than 50%, but, you know, in the low 40s, let's say, or even the high 30s. And uh, Nikki Haley bunches up a little closer to him in the mid to high 20s or low 30s. That can be seen as damaging Donald Trump and give her the kind of momentum that she needs to go into New Hampshire, where, of course, she's already, at least by one poll, seven points behind, and Donald Trump only at 39 to Haley's 32. Uh, in third place in that New Hampshire poll before Chris Christie dropped out, he was at 12. And two-thirds of Chris Christie's supporters said that uh, Nikki Haley is their second choice. So there could be some uh, real surprises Monday night. It's democracy um, at its finest. It's local. Uh, the Iowa folks love it, even on a cold night. And um, uh, I'm going to be watching very, very closely. This could be earth-shattering. And, and what particularly do you expect to be earth-shattering? Uh, I expect, but I don't predict, but I expect Trump's downward mobility and Haley's upward mobility uh, and uh, Ron DeSantis is fading away to make it a two-person race and uh, the non-Trump uh, candidate supporters go with Haley and we have instead of a, an early coronation of Donald Trump we we have a real horse race to the nomination mm. okay well I mean you know a, a 25 30 point lead consistently is pretty commanding um, I mean I think so uh, but let's not forget that Iowa, two cycles in a row, has been a debacle for the, on the Democratic side, right? 2016, that was a little bit of a debacle. Uh, Bernie voters were, were, were very upset. And then 2020 was an even greater debacle. Um, the whole uh, shadow app, it was called, funded by, it turned out to be funded by some of the people connected to Buttigieg. And uh, it, it was the first time ever app rolled out during the caucus, and uh, it broke. And so there, there was two debacles in a row. So, I mean, 40 below degree weather, and, you know, maybe that impacts turnout. It could, although Iowans are used to temperatures that cold. So we'll, we'll see. But, I mean, nonetheless, <clears throat> let's not lose sight of the fact that over months, uh, Donald Trump had reached 60% in the Republican primary polling. That was national average, so we could expect fluctuations at the state level to come down. Is there a trend word down if we're going to compare national Republican primary numbers to, to actual states? I don't know. Um, but, you know, him above 50% in, in two polls... Uh, and Haley, you know, more than 30 points behind, uh, I guess what you're saying is she needs to just show up a little bit stronger. But I I, I don't know. Um, anything can happen. But it it's hard. It's hard to see 
a great blunder, but given what happened in the last two cycles, maybe that's about all I can say. Yeah. Uh, I, so we're going to watch obviously, uh, very closely. Um, I'm just suggesting that what folks thought wasn't going to happen could happen. And in fact, could very well happen. Um, this is not a prediction. Uh, it could be that Donald Trump's supporters are the most ardent supporters for any of the candidates and that they're the ones, you know, extremely likely to, uh, to go caucus for him. On the other hand, we're going to wait also for the, um, the Des Moines Register and Seltzer poll. That's the definitive poll uh, in the Iowa caucuses. Um, uh, God bless Ann Seltzer. She is always right. Well, mostly right anyway. And we'll see. That'll be uh, out on Sunday. And if we look and we see Trump going under 50% and Haley climbing a little bit, um, that certainly may be, um, you know, an omen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, that's it. What, what everybody thought was impossible is not so impossible. And I'll yeah. leave it hedging right there. Now, you well, have I some could, polling numbers you want to share. Yeah, and I could agree to what, what you said. But um, so this is our most recent polling data. I'm going to share at first. A national survey that this is not uh, again this isn't Republican primary this is Biden versus Trump uh, the, the two-way and what we have according to just from four or five days ago we have an incredibly tight race I think the last time I shared numbers on this we're going back to December and, and Trump had an edge uh, it looks like potentially so maybe some of the bombshell reports that have come out have moved. Let's have voters remember that these things seesaw. Um, we, you know, we are 10 months away uh, from, from the general election, and we can expect a lot of movement back and forth. But if the election were held today, I'm showing, and, and this is so razor thin that I'm going to actually get into percentage points. I'm going to get into tenths. Of percentage points. We have Trump at 46.7 to Biden 46.1. Now, uh, last time I was tracking the the phenomenon of um, cross-party vo uh, voting. Wow. And uh, let's see what happened since we now we talked about that last time that was at the state level. Remember, this is the national average. So what we're seeing is 87.5% of Democrats uh, backing Biden, 9.8% uh, of Democrats backing Trump. On the other side of the aisle, we have 86.86% uh, of Republicans backing Trump and 9.4% uh, backing Republican. So slightly more Democrats for Trump, uh, but slightly more uh, intra-party voting for Biden. Now, what about the independents here, as usual, uh, in tight races? The independents are the deciders. 
we do have Trump 43.1 uh, to Biden's 40%. Now, remember, this is the margin of error, plus or uh, minus 3.2. So, so that lead among independents um, is about at the margin of error, meaning that I'm confident Trump has a, 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 an edge. But uh, when it comes to the overall 46.7 to 46.1, just to give voters a, a different perspective here, let's look at the frequency count in our survey. That's 473 votes in our survey for Trump versus 466, which means that this race is, is still tight. And why is that? Is that it's heating up. Look at the news cycle and look at what is happening. We are going uh, into... Uh, a, a news cycle where where the intensity on both sides um, within the Democrats, within the Republicans, and the attacks uh, going both ways is starting to intensify. Uh, right now, in January, there are still there. There's only seven point two percent who are undecided. Um, let me just you know I guess you know why don't we look at age here or look at some some key groups. Uh, I think the, the I'm going to say what's really um, important to watch. We talk about independence a lot, but we need to understand that independence can be sliced and diced into about five or six subgroups just within that camp of unaffiliated. There are those who just about always vote Republican. There are those who just about always vote Democrat. There are those who usually vote Republican, but sometimes will vote Democrat. And then there are usually there are those who are usually voting for Democrat, but sometimes Republican. <clears throat> but the very key group, the most sizable within this this allegiance of, of unaffiliated are those who vote equally, about equally Democrat, Republican. They are the largest. And among them, Trump is ahead 62.6 to 20.6. Now I have to tell you that when we're when we're slicing and dicing a group in a poll that's about 273 in frequency count, we're getting into some very high margins. But I do want to note that trend that among that largest subgroup, Trump is comfortably ahead. But it's not all great for for Trump because uh, Biden edges Trump with women. Let me find those numbers. Uh, he's got, uh, well, he's got he, 47 for Biden, 45.8 for Trump. Trump uh, with men, 47.7 for Trump, uh, 44.9 for Biden. And then uh, I'm just going to look at race and blacks because that's also key, uh, Hispanics and blacks. Biden today has uh, Hispanics 50.8 to 42% Trump. And then uh, blacks, um, 59.7 for Biden, 37.9 for Trump. You want to comment and weigh in on that? Well, you know, overall, it, uh, it it's a close race. But yeah. when I look at those subgroups, uh, no Democrat is going to be able to win with um, uh, without 90% uh, support among blacks and 65% support 
among Hispanics, and that's a long way off. So we'll have to see how the campaign materializes. But, you know, we've talked many times about how Biden and the Democrats are bleeding, uh, particularly working class um, Hispanics and particularly younger male uh, blacks um, who are uh, disenchanted with the Democrats, um, some, at least on the, on the black side, who feel that they've been taken advantage of, that they've hoped too often and, and uh, uh, not had Democratic administrations deliver. Um, but those are overall stunning numbers. On the surface, one would say it's a very close competitive race, but those internals uh, are troublesome. What were 18 to 29-year-olds? Because that's a great question. And it's especially 18 to 29-year-old women. I don't suppose you have that in front of you. But no, I, I don't. Um, but uh, looking at 18 to 29, okay, I, I have to tell you, I, I haven't had a chance to look at age yet, and, and I'm a little bit shocked to see uh, Trump with 50.5 and Biden with 42.6. I don't think I've ever seen that kind of spread between our, our youngest cohort in, in, in tracking uh, the Trump versus Biden phenomenon. That That's pretty staggering. Yeah, I haven't either seen that. And so it does uh, lead me to wonder, and I we don't have to answer it now, where, where is Biden getting his support from? He is... You know, you said 87% of Democrats. Well, you yeah. just gave a three or four large chunks yeah. of Democrats. Um, so here, here's where his support is coming from in terms of age. Those 30 to 44, those are right. older millennials and very young Gen X. I mean, we could just say millennials. Um, yeah. uh, Biden leads 473 to Trump's 44.9. The next category, definitively Gen X, um, Biden leads 47.1 to 45.8. And then the, so he's got those two very large cohorts, yeah. which, which make up the bulk of the poll. But the 65 swing back, the 65 and older swing back in favor of Trump, 47.4 to 45.8. Where Biden is dominating are uh, large city uh, voters. And I will share that with you once I find that demographic. And he is leading 55.1 to Trump's 38.1. He is leading in the small cities, 49.5 to Trump's 45.8. And he is leading in the suburbs, 48.8 to 43.6. But to rural voters, this probably won't shock folks, Trump leads 62.9 to 29. So, so scattered in this mosaic, Biden certainly, as you've already alluded, Biden has his base, but there are these key groups, as I think you would have once called them, the Obama coalition, that are, um, they're step. it looks like right now they're stepping off the train. Uh, will the train leave them behind or will the train make a long stop and wait for them to get back on? Well, it's going to be a very interesting and long year. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, particularly if there are changes, uh, you know, on the economic side.
Well, I think we've aired some two provocative uh, topics today, so uh, we will probably regroup the morning after Iowa and talk about what happened. Yeah, yeah, and and if you notice, um, I've been really getting in, into the weeds with those tenth of percent um, added in. Uh, I've also been talking about the margin of error and um, our New Year's resolution, which is pretty much every New Year, is that we're going to be responsible pollsters and we're going to remind folks about margins of error, uh, especially when the races are tight. And we're not going to fall victim to the headlines of, uh, you know, one or the other having a one point lead and, 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 and running with that, you know, running with that for a touchdown. Uh, that that's not the name of our game. So I'm I, I'm I'm happy that we we aired a lot of this out and went into as much detail as we did. Okay, okay. nice job. My voice held up. Take care. Yeah, you too. Have a great weekend, folks. You too.